1: slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. What's going on Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs locked on
0: Dolphins. We got a two a day today on Friday September 23rd. Today we're looking at the AFC conference and where the Dolphins should strike their expectations in the midst of evolving expectations across the entire AFC conference.
2: You are locked on Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of thedraftnetwork.com, and your host here as we get ready to put the cap on Bill's hate week here on the show. Uh, today is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. The Dolphins will play the Buffalo Bills in Week Three at Hard Rock Stadium. Big showcase coming up, and then have a quick turnaround to play the Cincinnati Bengals. So, uh, a very critical early season stretch for Miami in the midst of a two 0 start. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I um. I know I already mentioned it. We we were going to do the whole double header thing today and start with uh, the blueprint on how to beat the Bills. And I've decided to put that one on the back burner. Uh, But thanks anyway for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen today. the day. You can make it your first Miami Dolphins listen of the afternoon as well. I want to know what the injury reports look like before I go through that show. So I had two shows that I know I wanted to do today. Uh, one of which is committed to blueprinting how Miami can find a game script to beat the Buffalo Bills. And the other one being uh, the AFC conference is evolving before our eyes and uh, how Miami's expectations should slot within that evolution is something that I was interested in exploring on the podcast because we, Two games is a small sample size, right? There have been a total of 33 games played in the NFL in its entirety to this point in time, including the Thursday night football game last night. And it was the Thursday night game last night that really inspired me to buy in on doing this show and, and almost has me as excited to do this show as it is uh, the blueprint for the Bills. Because I'm watching Brown Steelers last night. And I'm trying to marry the things that I know are true about both teams versus the things that I think are true about both teams. And I'm watching them play each other, and it's getting very ambiguous where we know what we think of Jacoby Brissett. We know that the Cleveland Browns have one of the best running attacks in all of football with an elite offensive backfield, and they complement that with a couple of tight ends, including highly paid David Njoku. We know what we think of Jacoby Brissett as a quarterback based on his entire career sample size, not just what he did last year in Miami. And then I'm watching them move the ball against the Pittsburgh Steelers and look good throwing the ball. And then I say, okay, well, what do I know about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Well, I I know they don't have TJ Watt. I know defensively, the second level of their defense is uh, in his vulnerable of shape as I can remember in recent memory. The corners are not good. Minka Fitzpatrick is their starring player in the secondary, but even the other starting safety Terrell Edmonds, like they tried to get rid of. So it's like, okay, well, like I can reconcile some of this with Pittsburgh's defense not having their best player. And But then in in the midst of the first quarter or the first half, you see Pittsburgh start to move the ball. It's like, well, what do I know about Pittsburgh offensively versus the Browns defensively? Browns have a lot of talent on defense. Pittsburgh, Najee Harris, starring player, can't find any room to run. And lo and behold, he finished the the game with it was like less than four yards a touch or something like that across like 16 touches, but he did get in the end zone. So as I, I tried to interweave these two things, what I ultimately came to peace with was um you don't know. <laughs> they are middle of the pack teams that, depending on bounces of the ball, you could see being 10 and 7, or 7 and 10. And of course, the, the Browns will not have their starting quarterback until the last six games of the season, based on his off the field conduct. And that leaves them more vulnerable with Jacoby Brissett. And as I'm thinking about the Dolphins, and we did a project for Draft Network that was ranking all of the rosters based on film study, not accounting for. Anything else, just how good are the players that your roster has assembled for the start of the season? Cleveland came in 12th. Pittsburgh came in 25th. Their separation is a pretty reasonable amount. I would say Cleveland scored out as a Tier 3 team, and the Pittsburgh Steelers scored out as a tier bottom of Tier 4 team across the NFL. But it's the middle of the pack. And then I asked myself, okay, well, what do we, what do we think we know about the Dolphins? You know, and what the Dolphins should aspire to do is not be in the midst of this conversation. Right? And that seems very elementary, and a lot of Dolphins fans will immediately identify that and say, yeah, 7 to 10 to 10 and 7, that feels like it's been the expectation for every Dolphins team that we've seen since the 2000s. In part because it has. The Dolphins have never have rarely been truly bad. And one of the times that they did it was by choice. But they've rarely been truly good. And the evidence that I'll point to that, and what I think I'm most optimistic for about this year's Dolphins team, is if you go to 538.com, all words, not the letters. Not, a, not an English guy. All words, 538, not the numbers.com. They have their uh, ELO is their quality of team rating. And right now the Dolphins are checking in uh, as from an ELO standpoint as the fifth ranked team in football. Pretty cool. According to the Draft Network's roster project that I helped lead over the summertime for the start of the season, the Dolphins checked in. With the seventh-ranked roster in football. Not accounting for coaching, not accounting for anything else. Seventh-ranked roster in football. The Ravens, who they played last week, by the way, checked in eighth. And the Patriots checked in 19th on this exercise. No coaching, no home field advantage, no strike to schedule, like none of that. Just literally, how good is your roster? How talented is your team? And the metric that 538 has put together, uh, it's a cumulative total, and it tallies up or down based on your game-by-game performances. Uh, 1578 is the total for the Dolphins right now. And if I asked you to look across the history of the Miami Dolphins, when the last time was that they had a ELO score, which is their metric of how good your team is, that was greater than 1578, 1579, I guess, technically, is, is where it checks in. You know how far back you'd have to go to find that number? You'd have to go back to the end of the regular season in 2003, 1604, 10-6 and six Dolphins, Missed the playoffs. 2003, 19 years, is the last time in the historical metrics of 538's roster team, team ranking metric and project, entire sample size. They've got the entire history of every team in the NFL. In here. Week 17, 2013 was the last time the Dolphins had a measurement that checked in higher than where the Dolphins are currently checking in after two weeks. In the 2022 regular season, we're going to talk more about how that differentiation um, should mandate our our expectations. Uh, But before we get there, I do have to tell you about our friends uh, who are here to make sure that you don't go viral on the internet for all the wrong reasons. Our friends over at Brightco, you don't want to be the guy who makes a proposal in some exotic place and a bird flies by or you sneeze or you fumble pulling it out of your pocket and it goes tumbling into the oblivion to never be seen again. Don't don't be that guy. The guys at Brightco Jewelry Insurance, make sure you get a replacement for the full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or if you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It's the fastest, easiest, and cheapest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason... If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So, these, these historical measures that I'm referencing over at 538, they, they ebb and flow, and, and teams will piece together their seasons after slow starts and teams will uh, fall off after hot starts. It's it happens every year. Right. But I do think it's important that based on what has been a steady two year climb, really um, of the dolphins playing 10 and six football and then nine and eight football, that in itself is enough to build the momentum for a high watermark that the Dolphins have not seen in almost 20 years. And, and we've known this to be true. We've, we've known the Dolphins to be a team that you know, was trending in the right direction. But as you look at the AFC Conference, you know, there are teams that had high expectations, like Cincinnati, who are 0-2. And we'll play on Thursday night next week in less than a week. Um, But for the Dolphins, fortifying your stance as a team that's not in that ambiguous, like the Clevelands of the world, like the Pittsburghs of the world, I would classify the Denvers and the Tennessees and the New Englands and the Raiders just in the AFC. The Colts are 0-1-1. They're kind of a hot mess, if we're being honest right now. Like, those are all the teams that, that, as we look at the big picture, regardless of what happens with Buffalo, who in Draft Network's project graded out as the top roster in football, separating yourself from that group in itself is a massive win For the sustainability of the success of the Miami Dolphins. And beating Baltimore is a huge jump. is a huge notch, right? Because Baltimore was ranked 8th in the roster project. Looking at the Dolphins roster project, or or looking at the NFL roster project, I should say, through Week 3 Thursday Night Football, not accounting for anything other than the quality of the roster that's been put in place, regardless of injuries, regardless of coaching, regardless of home field advantage. Teams that have the better ranked roster are twenty twelve and 1 through Thursday Night Football last night's game this year in the NFL. It's a 62% win percentage just based off having the better allocation of total talent. And this project is adjusted for positional value. It's adjusted for depth. Uh, and, and it just gives you that final number. And we plan on updating this Probably once every quarter of the season to kind of give an updated snapshot because Cincinnati scored very, very, very well. One of the best rosters in football. Well, they are also 0-2. Lost to the Dallas Cowboys, who are ranked 15th in this project. Lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are ranked 25th in this project. So we'll do the quarterly updates to it. And that is what I'm really interested to see as the Dolphins. How do you continue to rise in this in addition to projects like football power index or 538's Elo rankings or whatever but if you could stay in that tier a tier 2 team i i certainly think your tier 1 teams include like the elite rosters in football and i would say miami is very 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 good but they're they're not an elite roster yet i think there's just enough holes just enough shortcomings that if they hit on a couple players, you know, we could be having a different conversation, and that also is dependent upon the player development of the, the young players that are in place, and that includes second- and third-year players like free safeties and quarterbacks and wide receivers and offensive linemen and so on and so forth. But a 62% win percentage just based off of having the better roster, I look at the initial roster rankings, Dolphins have five games on the schedule against teams that had their roster rank better than Miami. Buffalo twice. Cincinnati. L.A. Chargers. Green Bay Packers. What stinks is you play three of those five at home or on the road. you got to go West Coast trip, to Chargers. You're in Cincinnati on a short week on Thursday Night Football after playing the Buffalo Bills. Of course, the first one here is at home. But then you got to go to Buffalo in a cold weather game at the end of the season. And you have Green Bay coming to town on Christmas Day. But if the Dolphins can maintain the perception of the roster that they have, they have positioned themselves very well. And, And that extends to roster or to record forecasts across the internet based on what. All of these models are perceiving of the quality of the Dolphins roster, taking the the metrics and the numbers and the efficiencies. They're like sixth in the NFL on third down efficiency. That's a great place to be. But all of those things combined, 538 has the Dolphins projected at 11-6, like the fourth best record in the AFC. Now, they're projected to be two games behind the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. But that would make the Dolphins the five seed, and you would presumably be playing the AFC South winner uh, just based on the quality of the AFC South. Indianapolis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, whoever. That puts you in a good position where you feel, hey, we got a pretty good chance to win a playoff game. But of course, this is week two, and this is all dependent upon the continued development of the team and the sustainability. You don't want to be the team that starts hot and then nosedives. Just know that this is a marathon, right? But I think it's important for for us as Dolphins fans where there's not too many times where we've been in these shoes as evidenced by expectations, quality of the roster, grading the roster the way that it's been, forecasts looking at the Dolphins. This is is new for us. So continuing to check in and, and realize and understand that, hey, when this, is, this picture is going to evolve. And periodically checking in and making sure that we all see where the Dolphins are at in the midst of the grand scale, I think is huge. You know, because we, they're, they're going to play a game on Sunday and we're going to be emotional one way or another. And it's going to be Super Bowl or same old Dolphins. I know it is. I'm going to try my best to, to not put myself into that frame of mind. I am going to be insufferable if they win, though. So it was really spurred by last night's game between two teams that I knew had shortcomings, and in yet in stretches of that game looked really good. And I understand every single individual game is isolated individual one on one matchups that all contribute to the total sum of the outcome. But as I'm watching this game unfold, I'm like, man, these, these teams look like they might be good. And then you watch them for another stretch, you say, well, these, these teams might be bad. And the Dolphins did. That for the better part of 40 minutes against the Ravens where they look like they were bad. But the peaks, sustain the peaks, diminish the valleys. That's the goal for a team that, that is still has a lot of young players in critical spots. And this upcoming stretch of Baltimore, which is already a win, Buffalo, Cincinnati, I think it's going to tell you a lot about how ready this team is. But even if things don't go well, This Dolphins team is still very well positioned based on the data of other people's models and the models that we put together to go on a run. And that's what good teams do. Good teams figure it out in the first portion of the season, and then they go on a run later in the year. BetOnline is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, and analysis on every game You can find, as always, BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting, up-to-the-minute scores on every sport, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: So, I don't know, I just, I, I, I just found all of this. Dolphins amidst the NFL very interesting. Uh, because... 538, Dolphins, currently ranked as the the fifth best outlook team. Dolphins over at Draft Network. Ranked as the seventh best roster in football. And that has a 62% successful prediction rate of outcomes of games. Going to pull up the uh, ESPN football power index. See where the Dolphins rank there. No, because we, we can we can talk the talk all we want, but there are prognostications available that kind of suggest that there, there's some teeth to this Dolphins team being different than a lot of the other ones. Uh, the Dolphins in the Football Power Index for ESPN, well, their projections for the, uh, the remainder of the season is Dolphins at 10 and 7. Which would be the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 eighth best record forecast in the model top 25 team in the NFL no the 2-0 start helps the strong defensive performance and then the dynamic offensive performance in consecutive weeks helps you can't make a living the way that you did last week on a week by week basis and we all know that no but the the ravens you know for for The shortcomings that the Dolphins did have, the Ravens got 150 yards plus of offense on two plays. And if you want to say, well, they also drove down to the one-yard line and had a turnover on downs, okay, I'll give you that. You're not going to have kickoffs, 103-yard kickoffs every week either. So, I I just want the vibes with the fan base. I, I hope this sets the tone for the week ahead. Because the week ahead is big time measuring stick for how ready Miami is. And if Miami comes out of this and it's good, well then, yeah, the the conversation from here is only going to skyrocket. If it's mediocre, just bear in mind that this landscape across everything we think we know about all the teams in the NFL will continue to evolve. But Miami in the early quarter of the season has positioned themselves incredibly well, not just from a record standpoint at 2-0, but from the standpoint of the talent that they have at their disposal. Miami has a top 25% roster in the NFL. And hopefully we're going to get a couple of guys back here in the next couple of weeks. So... The next time you hear from me will be later this afternoon. We will drop another show uh, for the blueprint to defeat the Buffalo Bills. This will be show seven of the week. You'll hear from me on Sunday night for show number eight. Uh, We're going to keep you busy. So hit subscribe, follow along. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins, your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your morning. I'll talk to you guys again this afternoon. Let's go, Dolphins.